The award-winning California Sportsman is your source for the most current and accurate information on fishing California's lakes, streams, rivers, bays, and ocean. And we'll bring you the latest in hunting and outdoor opportunities, too. California Sportsman with Seb Hendrickson is brought to you by Fisherman's Warehouse Megastores in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield. And is sponsored in part by Gone Fish and Marine in Dixon, your heavy-gauge aluminum boat headquarters. Lawrence Electronics, and the California Department of Boating and Waterways. And now, to bring you the best in the outdoors, here's the host of California Sportsman, Seth Hendrickson. Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to California Sportsman. It's Saturday, March 11th, and it'll be raining again today. Imagine that. We've got plenty of water, plenty of fish, and not much going on out there because of the constant rain. Guys are going out enjoying the great sturgeon action that's going on. Striper action is really starting to pick up for those that are in the know. And if you're in the know, you know you're not in the Delta. You're moving up the rivers just a little bit right now. Schools of fish are starting to move up. Small schools, but you'll hear more about that later on in today's show. We're going to take you live to Mexico here in just a minute, down to Mexican waters, where Captain Rick Powers of the New Sea Anglers is fishing off the coast near Puerto Vallarta. He'll tell you all about the great action, and he was kind of awe-inspired with the fishing when I talked to him yesterday. And Nate Kelsch hooks up with us to talk about the weather, moon phases, barometric pressure, and what you can expect happening with these changes in the weather as fishing gets going better and better. We're going to be checking in live for sturgeon fishing on the rivers and striper fishing with Justin Leonard at Outcast Guide Service. And, of course, our good friend Alan Fong from Fisherman's Warehouse Stores and Alan Fong Outdoors hooks up with us and shares all the action in the Delta and what he's hearing at the stores and around the corner. And Gary Erk, the president of the California Inland Fisheries Foundation, is here live with us in the studio today to tell you about the Penn Project and the big meeting with the Department of Fish and Wildlife last week about the Kings and Kokanee programs. He'll tell you the plans and what's happening in the future. And Steve Carson hooks up with us live from the Bass Pro Shop Spring Fishing Classic. There's a yellowtail bite that he wants to tell you all about down in Mexico. Tony Zapolvita from Greenwater Fishing. He's got great info in the Eureka area where he's still crabbing, but he's getting ready for the sport fishing season. And Captain Steve Mitchell will tell us about the captain's challenge. Well, so will Mr. Lopes, I'm sure. And Dave Hurley, the editor of Western Outdoor News, hooks up with us to wrap things up at the end. Let's waste no time. Let's go live on the water right now. And climb on board with Right Hook Sport Fishing's Captain Jay Lopes. Good morning, Captain. Good morning, Seth. Good morning. Tell us about it. What's it been like out there this week? Like, I didn't see the beautiful pictures uh, of those guys you sent me this starting week. Starting to shape up. Yeah, the fishing down here is really starting to shape up. It's been pretty decent the last couple weeks, but uh, two days ago before the storm, uh, they put their guard down. They bit really, really well for us. We, uh, we left them biting at 11 o'clock with... Uh, 11 total fish to the boat with seven of them being keeper fish and the rest undersized, but just great, great fishing. And uh, what I, I, you know, a lot of times before a storm they bite, but the water temps came up. We're damn near touching 50 degrees and it's good. It's good water temps. Well, when I talked to you, there was nothing but excitement on board that boat. Thursday, at he had 10 fish by 1030, obviously caught another one before they hung it up at 11. Big, beautiful fish. Take a look at them. I've got one of them posted up on the California Sportsman, the guy with a cigar in his mouth and the green sunglasses. What a great shot that was. Jay, you've become quite a photographer out there, by the way. I was told by someone in the industry, one good picture is better than a group of people holding a bunch of fish. That's a and, fact, uh, and you've had several really nice shots there. And you got all those posted on your Facebook and probably on your website, too? 
Yeah, they're all over both uh, both pages, definitely. They're on there. People can check them out. Well, folks, if you'd like to see what good sturgeon fishing is, take a look at those photos because he just absolutely slayed them out there, and the smiles on those guys' faces say it all. Well, Jay Techniques out there, are you still fishing in the 30-foot range? Are you having to go deeper or shallower with this water warming? I think uh, mid-range has been best lately. If you could get, let's say, less than 30 foot of water. We did catch some fish earlier in the week um, in a little deeper water. But now that these tides are starting to build, and we're you know we're going to get a lot of freshwater influence down here. Um, the rivers are on the rise. There's going to be a, a big, big wall of water going to be hitting down here in our zone in a couple days. Um, it hit downtown Sacramento last night. I think the river came up over 10 foot uh, last night. So that wall of water is on its way. But I would be focusing on areas less than 25 foot of water. About 10 to 25 seem to be the biters. Um, and that's just very traditional for this time of year for us anyways. So we're going to stay in those areas. We're going to, you know, there's going to be some change after, I bet you after Monday, all the fish we were on, they're going to move around a little bit. We'll relocate them. The water is going to be a big surge, and then it's going to come right back down here in, you know, a couple weeks, week and a half up there. So um, everything's going to get right back to normal. But the biggest thing is the water temps are on the rise. This is a warm storm, and this is what a sturgeon fisherman dreams about, a late warm storm. Mid-March, they're going to put their guard down. We're going to have a lot of really good fishing here for the next month. Jay, I know I know. when I fished sturgeon many, many years ago that always I was getting little little bites, little bites. It was always stripers poking around at our stuff most of the time. And I know you're going to be concentrating your area probably from Pittsburgh down to the Carquinas in that zone right through there. Are guys, are you seeing any stripers moving through while you're on the pick? Are you uh, seeing it or getting any of the classic striper type bikes poking away at your baits while you're down there too? Because I understand there's a pretty decent bite of stripers in that stretch too. Yeah, no, there's a, actually, we're marking a lot of stripers. We are getting occasional striper bite. I think if you're fishing ghost shrimp or some sort of shrimp bait, I think you have an equal opportunity to catch a sturgeon or a nice striped bass right now. And I, uh, I know guys are actually doing that. They're catching quite a few stripers with the occasional sturgeon fish and ghost shrimp. So there are a lot of stripers down here. Um, I'm kind of regretting maybe getting rid of the sled because these guys are going to have a truly an epic, epic spring striper run up in the river this year. And uh, they're, they're definitely making their way up. There's a lot of stripers down San Pablo Bay, and they're going to be making their way past us, and they're already making their way up into the rivers from what I'm hearing. Well, Jay, there's pl- really there's good. plenty of hull repair companies out there. You can take that big boat of yours and go as far up that river as you can. <laughs> I know, right? You just might I not know. be coming back down that river. I might not be. I might have to use my buddy Ricky Acosta to take me out and catch me some stripers since that's some of my favorite eating fish. Hey, but, real, uh, real quick, let's tell them about this captain's challenge that's coming up, and it looks like uh, I'm going to be climbing on board with you that day. Yeah, hopefully you, you can make it out with us, basically. Uh-oh, we just probably lost Jay. Why do you plan all the cool stuff when I'm out of town? I just Hey, Jay, he Jay, we lost you temporarily there. Start over and tell us about the uh, captain's challenge. Yeah, no, we got nine charter boats uh, together that day. It's uh, March 27th. And basically what we're going to do, we're going to try to see how many sturgeon we can catch. It's uh, sort of a catch and release deal, um, which is awesome. Uh, that's what we're here for for that particular day. We're going to see how many we can catch for our guys, and by then it's going to be really good, but – Everyone in the industry is going to be there for the most part. We're going to be in some of the prime, prime conditions. Um, and I expect a lot, a lot of fish. I mean, the talent fish in this derby. And if you want to get on one of the boats, I would recommend trying to reach out to them. 
I think it's on our Facebook page, and yeah. everyone's uh, promoting it. And um, it, it's going to be a really good turnout. We're looking to get some prizes for everyone. But uh, it's a great opportunity to get out, see what it's all about, catch some fish, and give back to the fishery since it is a catch-and-release uh, derby. Well, I, I know that we'll skip one, but can you name all the captains that are going to be out there and participating in this? Uh, we've got Joey Gamez, Ricky Acosta, John Badger, Steve Mitchell, Steve Nicholas, Mike Fettinella, um, Kyle Dreyer from Diamond Fish. I might be missing one or two, but you guys can't get the drift of uh, the kind we have. Um, and all these guys are really, really good at what they do down here. Yeah, and they, uh, it should be a fun time. What they want to do is show how great the fishing is, what a wonderful opportunity this is for everybody, and to pass the message on to everybody that you don't need to keep every single fish. These big sturgeon, the keeper size sturgeon, can feed four or five families easily. So it's not necessary to kill every single fish that you catch or let some of them go. But you certainly have the right to do that. But that's what the point of this whole thing is, is to show what a fabulous fishery it is and properly taking care of the fishery. And that includes filling out those sturgeon report cards, doesn't it, Jay? Yes, filling out your sturgeon report cards. And also, that particular day, everyone I mentioned, we're part of a a, a program with James Stone. It's called, we're doing a, a flame app. And uh, we're recording all the fish we've been catching since January. So we're recording shaker fish, keeper fish, oversized fish. We're taking pictures of them. And then we're recording where we caught it. It's all actually live data going to a biologist working for us so we can show them how healthy our fishery is. And our goal is to hit 500 fish by May. And I think we're approaching 300 fish already. And it's just now getting going. So, I mean, there's a lot of opportunity out here. Only going to get better, and now is the time to hop on your favorite boat, guys. Because the next month, month and a half down here is about to be off the hook. Are those guys already got their boats full of people that want to go out and participate in this, or would it do any good to get some uh, information out to give them a call and to book book that day with them if they want to participate? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. I know I'm full, um, but I'm sure there's guys looking for for people. So uh, maybe I'll share it on my page my Facebook page uh, probably tomorrow or later today, and you can check it out, see who's uh, who might have availability. Give them a call and hopefully get on the books with one of the guys. Well, folks, it'd be great if you participated in the Captain's Challenge. There'll be a lot of camaraderie, a lot of uh, giving people a bad time. I understand there's probably going to be a barbecue and everything with it too. That's what we're talking about, yep, trying to get a, a barbecue going and uh, fish all day, come back and hang out and eat some grub and talk about your day. I don't want to be the guy that starts the fire. <laughs> Captain, we'll that up to yeah, you got that right. Captain Jay Lopes with Right Hook Sport Fishing, absolutely one of the best sturgeon fishermen out there, caring for the fisheries and hoping you'll jump on board and get out and participate in the great sturgeon action too this year. Jay, give them all the hookup information they need because Delta sturgeon is going to be spectacular and Delta stripers may even be better. Yes, give us a call. Eric at 916-417-5670. Check us out on the web at righthooksportfishing.com. And uh, like I say, guys, now's the time. Don't wait. Don't be afraid of a little bit of rain. It's fine. The fish are already wet. And you got a big top on that boat. Take care, my friend, and thanks for hooking up with us today. Have a great day on the water. Captain Jay Lopes with Right Hook Sport Fishing. We're going to be right back after this quick break. Live from Mexican waters, Captain Rick Powers of the New Sea Angler having a vacation day. Except he's on with us this morning. We'll be right back. Planning a fishing getaway, a private charter, a tour of San Francisco Bay or Northern California's coast? 
the California Dawn Sport Fishing Boat is the answer. Second-generation charter boat operator Captain James Smith will get you in the fish or take you out for a day to remember. With over 20 years' experience fishing the bay and coastal waters, the professional crew of the California Dawn will put you in the action for halibut and stripers, shark and sturgeon, rock and lingcod, and, of course, crab combo trips. Where anglers get their share of rod and reel action, then check the pots for crab to add to their catch. Specializing in live bait potluck fishing trips, the California Dawn is a fast 50-foot fiberglass glass boat powered by twin diesel engines with the latest in marine electronics sonar heated cabin fully electric galley for hot meals and restroom facilities they all make the california dawn one of the most comfortable fishing charters available the availability of fishing licenses bait and tackle on board make fishing easy and enjoyable to find out more about the ultimate fishing experience on board the california dawn or to book a trip give them a call at 510-417-5557 or check the web at www.californiadawn.com. Hi, this is Seth to tell you about my favorite car dealership and the reason why I won't go anyplace else for a new or used vehicle or for service for that matter. It's the people, well-trained, knowledgeable employees, top-notch service department professionals, and the best pricing on new and used vehicles. Where? Only at Ron Duprat Ford, just off I-80 and next door to our friends at Gone Fishing Marine in Dixon. Don't get hung up in that big city shuffle head to dixon and check out ron duprat ford you'll love that small town atmosphere with no hassles and no closers i know i sure do family owned and operated since 1956 it's one of the very few dealerships to receive the president's award for excellence in customer service and sales when it comes time for you to purchase a new vehicle or to solve a problem with one you've already got go to the best ron duprat ford and dixon the number one ford parts and service department in northern california it's where i go for all my needs sales or service take the short drive from high prices check first with ron duprat ford and dixon find out more at rondupratford.com or call toll free at 877-463-5436 why would you buy any place else kingfisher boats has become the standard for sportsmen who value toughness ride comfort and great fishability and gone fishing marine and dixon is your heavy gauge aluminum boat headquarters featuring the full line of kingfisher boats the offshore, coastal, sport, or river jet series boats from 16 to 35 feet are designed for saltwater, freshwater lakes, or river fishing. And Godfish and Marine's trained cell staff will help you select exactly what you need when it comes to power and accessories. Kingfisher's clean lines, classy paint choices, stainless accents, diamond plating, stylish interiors and storage all add up to the highest quality boat on the market today. Learn more at Godfish and Marine in Dixon, gfmarine.com, or kingfisherboats.com. I can't wait to spend some quality time with my son fishing this year, teaching him about casting, how to choose bait, set the hook, and how to be safe on the water by always wearing a life jacket. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson. Hey, we're back. I'm not going to waste any time. I was a real treat. I called this guy the other day to ask if he'd be on the radio show, and he goes, how did you know I was down here fishing? I said, because you accidentally told me about a week ago you were going. Joining us right now is the man himself, live from Mexican waters near Puerto Vallarta, Captain Rick Powers of the New Sea Angler. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Seth. Thanks for being there for us on this. Tell our listeners about your trip and what you've been doing down there, and uh, apparently there's a yellowfin or two around. Some big ones, some big ones. We had yellowfin tuna up to 240 pounds. 
We had a lot of Big Dorado. We had flat water. We caught a big mako. It doesn't get any better. Sapa was awesome. Yeah, I talked to you right after you caught that big mako. How big was it, and uh, what did it seem like on the other end? A freight train? You know, it's just fun watching those things, man. They come out of the water 8, 10 feet. You know, this one wasn't real big. It was 100 pounds, but real acrobatic. <laughs> and when, when it got on the boat, I'm telling you, those chompers, mouthful of teeth, that's for sure. Yeah, you want to definitely get out of the way. You don't keep your hands out of the way. You keep your feet and leg out of the way at the same time. Well, Rick. It was something to see. Rick, what kind of boat were you out in? How far out did you have to travel, and what techniques were you using? You know, we were in a we were on a fifty foot delta, and uh, <clears throat> shore. And we were skyline uh, squid, caballito for the first day or two, and uh, mainly fly lining. And sometimes, you know, sometimes the fish goes under a kite, which seems to be really productive. Uh, something about that vertical bait. You know, slapping on the surface. Yeah, slapping on the surface, lifting off, slapping on it again, just draws them up from the depths down there. Absolutely. Well, it sounds like an interesting battle. What was your biggest fish of the whole time and the longest battle along the way? We had yellowfin from 130 to 240. And, uh, you know, the nice things up, beautiful, flat, calm conditions, 82 degrees. (laughs) It doesn't get much better. So is it true that it's really coming down hard up there? Uh, Vacaville had three and a half inches of rain in two days. Uh, Clear Lake came up three feet in two days. Not Clear Lake. Berryessa came up three feet in two days. And last night they called me and said it's up another foot and a half since we gave you that report. The lake is lakes oh. are coming up. Water is pouring in. The water, you know, the ground is so saturated right now that Little pools of water and ponds and streams are forming instantly as soon as it starts to rain. And it's exemplified in my backyard, and it's exemplified in all the lakes as all this water continues. Rick, we have had a steady flow of rain coming through here for quite a while. It's great, and the interesting thing is there's even more coming. In the next three days, it's possible to, up till Tuesday, it's possible to have another three inches of rain right here in the valley. So it's coming. Wow. There's a lot of snow. They're talking about floods. In fact, the governor, you know, he said, start holding all the water and everything so we can do this. We can have water for the farmers, and maybe there'd be some water for the fish. That's all thrown out the window now. His plan is, let's empty those reservoirs so we got enough capacity to hold stuff. Let's empty the reservoirs so we can still be in a drought. He was overruled by the WCB, the Water Control Board. So uh, About time. Yeah, there's a lot of things he can be overruled on. Yeah, Ricky's, pond, it, Ricky's pond's always full. Yeah, but, well, that Pacific you know. Ocean... It, the water level changes daily a couple yes, of times. Yes, a couple times, you but, know. Uh, it's still the, one of the best fisheries. Not 150 feet, though. <laughs> and the other thing I got well, late last night, Rick, was a proposal, a late night, 745 on a Friday night from the California Department of Fish and Wildlife, saying that they're probably going to end up closing the season this year commercially and sport fishing. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm sorry to say that all three options came back after a week of uh, – a lot of hard work uh, up in Washington. <clears throat> All three proposals called for no no salmon fishing, and yeah. uh, you know, I mean, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. The, the, you know, the, the, the strange thing for us is, you know, we've had a vibrant ocean, very productive the last couple of years, caught a lot of salmon, and so we really didn't 
see a lack of fish in the ocean. So it's it's uh, <laughs> it's all the, the management process is all based on on spawning salmon returns. And this year the return came in really low. I think it was sixty two thousand returning spawners. Right, low jackhammer, and uh, it just that's the way the fishery is managed the, so the writing on the wall is uh there won't be any fishery until at least 2024 but right now it's shut off until like may 16th so who knows what will happen after that but uh it's definitely in peril now i what i did not see in the bulletin that i read last night was any compensation allocations that would be taking place as a result of it but i'm sure that's something that they'll be discussing in the near future too it's something that's very important, folks. You've heard us talk about it for several weeks here, and I'm sure Mike Ogney will be talking about it from the information from the Golden State Salmon Association later on in today's show. Rick, it's a vital thing. Something's got to happen. Something's got to change. And uh, it, a, a governor that uh, is obviously more involved with farmers than he is with the uh, fishermen and the natural resources protection here in California and it's starting to look like there's just a railroad uh, program going on right now with our fisheries. The licenses are going up and up, and opportunities seem to be going down and down. Well, you know, Seth, nobody, anybody that does this for a living is going to be severely impacted. We hate, we hate to not have opportunity, but sometimes you got to do what you got to do to protect the resource. Absolutely, and I'm sure that's why the uh, petition was listed to list them out there out of frustration that nothing's being done. These agencies aren't working together to save these fish, and it's just like it's the plan. We're not going to save these fish. we got to take care of almonds and things like that. But yet <laughs> there's there's so much. I can't wait for you to get back, and we'll talk more about it as things continue to change. It looks like it's reaching ahead right now, so I'm sure there's going to be more of it. The three proposals they came up with were were all decent proposals, but because of the severity of the population right now of salmon out in the ocean and the returns, they've got to protect it. The nice thing is, and I know exactly what the department is going to do, they're going to fall back on this next year when they say, see, we got more fish. Well, they barely planted any. We had very little recruitment. We had the lowest numbers we planted that came back this year. The plants three years ago that'll be the fish coming back next year are probably going to be two or three times that higher. So they say, hey, we're fine. We're great. No, we're not. We've got an endangered winter run. We've got a spring run that's just about gone. And now we're talking about the fall run. The only things left are those mid runs like the early or late fall, early winter run and everything in between. It's kind of scary, but I'm sure that Mother Nature will fix it if we can't. Well, I think you're right, Sepp. And, you know, the good thing is with lots of water, we usually have good returns. And that's what the fishery is based on. So uh, hopefully this rain does something. We'll get the fish back. Uh, I'm certain that we will. It's just the battle that we're having getting all the little ducks in a row so that the fish are properly handled through the entire system from the time they're born, flushed out into the system, and returned back here into our river systems. We'll see. There will be more. And, Rick, I want to really There'll thank you. more, and we'll be catching them. And you're just like you're doing down there in the Mexican waters right now. I look forward to you getting back and climbing on board with you and getting out there when things start popping again. 
I appreciate you checking in from the Mexican trip you've been on down there, and I'm glad you had a great one, my friend. You deserve the break from the action. Now get back up here and get into it neck deep like the rest of us. Hey, Shep, thanks a bunch. You guys have a great day. Can't you too, and uh, we'll talk to you the next time around. See you, Rick. Thanks, Rick. We really appreciate you being there for us. What a great guy, and a, a guy that really knows the system, and he's been around a long time. He's seen it all probably twice. You know, we talked a lot about the weather and the situations that are going on out here and how the weather is impacting our fishing right now. Well, if you don't have a top on your boat, you pretty well stay at home. That's one impact. No, you don't. But if you don't have a boat, you're a top on your boat, you're a bass fisherman. And you're bulletproof. Yeah, you guys are because you got great <laughs> rain gear. But one of, the, one of the guys that's had enough of not fishing is Captain Nate Kells with Big Nate's Guide Service. He's hooking up with me now. We're going to talk about some various techniques out there on the water. Good morning, Nate. How you doing today? Hey, good morning, fellas. Doing great. Thank you. And I'll tell you, Guy, uh, you sounded a little frustrated last week when your truck got backed into, and uh, that didn't help things any, but you sound more frustrated that you can't go fishing right now. Ah, uh, you know, I'm, I'm loving all the rain, but I'm not liking the wind with it. Yeah, the but wind... I'll tell you... The wind it, does I, suck. Oh man, it's terrible. It's terrible. I went. I tried. I tried to. I made two attempts to get out, and it just just not fishable. However, the lake levels are looking fantastic. Did you hear the level? The latest level. I've got it from yesterday at nine thirteen at night. It was down twenty three fifty seven, and they picked up another foot and a half. So that means it's only down twenty two feet right now. I, I bet you by the end of the week, we're down like 15 feet. I bet you the f ramp is going to be pretty darn full up there on the number one ramp, too. That's got to be moving the things up on the... It's got to be moving it in a very safe area for anybody launching any size boat down there. Princess parking is back, baby. Yeah, that's what I wanted to hear. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. I Park love it. I love it. You like parking right next to that ramp, don't you? That's it, man. I'm always I'm always the first one in line in the morning. I'm there probably about five thirty. So we get down there, I'll be able to get clients out and be right back in the boat in about thirty seconds. So I I, I love it. I love it. Yeah, it beats Can't that five, beats that five mile walk back to the boat. That's for sure. <laughs> it sure does. Hearing all the creepy crawlies in the bushes, I'm good on that. Yeah. Hey, Nate. A lot going on. A lot of impact on us. The weather, first of all, with temperatures and everything. Barometric pressure fluctuating as these little showers and storms come blowing through and then leave. And then the moon phase on top of it, we're looking at a full moon right now. It's all working against us this week. Well, I'll tell you what. the uh, I, I'm i more of a barometric pressure guy. You know, usually when uh, when the when the pressure changes, you know, two, two, three, uh, two, three points, um, usually it affects the, it affects the salmon, the salmon species more uh, more than anything else. But it seems like it takes them a few days to adjust. With the full moon, um, for me, it, ju it just means the fish, they're going to eat at some point. It's just what time are they going to eat? And hopefully hopefully that time's, uh, you know, in the in the uh, span that we're on the water between 6 and 2 o'clock. Um, you know, at some point those fish are going to bite. But, you know, the, the barometric pressure, that can really turn something off quickly. Yeah, it uh I've noticed over the years that uh, right before a storm, like about six or eight hours before a storm gets there, there seems to be some good action. It must be that barometer lowering, dropping down, these fish going, uh, we better eat. Things might get a little stirred up, and the bait might be distributed all over the lake here pretty quick. You think that's, right. you think that's the case? 
Absolutely. You know, I was I was looking at uh I was looking at my reports from last year and then the year prior. And two days ago from yesterday was a huge thunderstorm. We we're out on Berryessa. There was we had four guys and uh wham, thunderstorms came in on us. We got four limits of kokanee in an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah, some of the best fishing I ever had was pouring down snow in the middle of Eagle Lake, smoking a cigar at 10 o'clock in the morning. It, uh, Dude, the fish don't know it's raining. They don't know you're smoking a cigar. No, they well, yeah, they do know that. But, um, yeah, they don't know it's raining or snowing or any of that stuff. Well, hey, they, the other part of that story is the next day we turn around and we got our butt kicked. Yeah. So, they you know, had, it just, <laughs> they'll hand it right to you as soon as you think you got oh, it all yeah. figured out. Yeah, I got you this wire now. You think you got now. it figured out, and then next thing you know, it's like, you know, you get, you get six fish and all day long. You know, just, just crazy. Some things just don't make sense. Well, <laughs> welcome to the club. Well, yeah. Nate, the opportunities exist out there. I know you've been fishing Comanche and been getting a lot of good fish over there, but uh, you and I both have Berryessa at our hearts, and uh, boy, do. that's going to be a phenomenal fishery this year when it turns on, if the fish are there. But that's it. You know, I the, the, numbers, the numbers aren't projected to be there. But the I'm, I'm guessing that the size of the fish are going to be are going to be real big trophy fish. I don't know if the numbers will be there. I don't know if there'll be trophies. It's just hard to say at this point. There's so you know, many we, species. We just have to wait. There's so many species to go for there. You got the Eagle Lake rainbow trout in Berryessa. You got the landlocked king salmon. You got the kokanee salmon population that I think was highly impacted by the drawdowns of that lake last year. And uh, you got great catfishing opportunities. If you're into carp, I can, there's the biggest carp out there you've ever seen. They love swimming around the glory hole. If you want to get a good view, I it. thought you were going to make a snide comment when you went to carp. And <laughs> well, I they're just, more fun. To, they're more fun to catch than bass. I knew sure. you were headed that direction. So, you know, I knew you were headed that way. Nate, give them all the hookup information they need to find out more from you and to plan a trip at one of the foothill lakes close to home, so they can get out there and have some great action. Thanks, Seth. Yeah, guys, like we were saying. Um, we're, we're trying to get over to Berryess as soon as possible, but we're not going to run any trips until, uh, until I believe it's a viable fishery, you know, so I'll keep checking it out once or twice a week until then. For now, we're going to be at Comanche, Amador, Pardee. Um, we'll, we'll be up at Bullard's Bar a little bit, you know, for Kokanee. Uh, just check in with me. Um, the fishing's great right now at all the other lakes. Berryess is on tap, so... Um, give me a ring, 916-860-9180. Check me out on Facebook, Instagram at Big Nate's Guide Service. And, uh, you know, there should be some great fishing on tap here in the next week or two. There sure will. And once these storms clear out of here, Katie, bar the door. It's going to be fantastic. Nate, thanks sure for hooking will. up with us. You have a great one, and we'll talk to you again real soon. Thanks, fellas. Appreciate it. Nate Kells with Big Nate's Guide Service, 916-860-9180. We're going to take a quick break right now. When we come back, a real quick one with Justin Leonard. He's chasing sturgeon and stripers in the river. He'll tell you how and how good he's doing right after this. Captain Jay Lopes of Right Hook Sport Fishing invites you to climb aboard his 26-foot parker, the Right Hook, berthed at Martinez for an enjoyable day or night of fishing on the productive sturgeon and striper waters of Sassoon Bay and the Delta. One of the fastest six-pack boats around, the Right Hook has a fully enclosed heated cabin that easily accommodates up to six anglers, fully rigged with all the marine electronics and high-quality fishing gear you'll need. 
Right Hook Sport Fishing keeps their clients in the action, moving seasonally from the ocean to the bays. Halibut, stripers, sturgeon, rockfish, salmon, or albacore. Whatever the quarry, wherever it hides, Captain Jay Lopes will get you there and back in comfort and safety. Give him a call at 916-417-5670 and book a trip now. Or check him out on the web at righthooksportfishing.com. Northern California's newest tackle shop, Bodega Tackle, is located in Penaluma, right on the way to Bodega Bay. Bodega Tackle, a one-stop shop, features high-quality live and frozen tray baits, plus a full selection of tackle for bay and ocean fishing, as well as tackle for freshwater species. Owner Ken Brown and his experienced staff are on hand and ready to help anglers get rigged up. Need fresh line? Bring in reels for a new line. Line at the Berkeley Line Winding Station. Check them out on Facebook, Instagram, and at bodegatackle.com. Bodega Tackle, open seven days a week. Stop by and you'll catch more fish. France is the leader in marine electronics, design, and manufacturing. And their new HDS Live Series with active imaging and GPS mapping products are cutting-edge technology and light years ahead of the competition. France offers a comprehensive range of products for your every need. From entry-level fish locators to the most sophisticated marine electronics on the market today, they're easy to use and are backed by a comprehensive advantage service program. The new live series with active imaging and 3-in-1 sonar combines Lowrance Chirp with side scan and down scan imaging, allowing anglers to quickly search fish holding structures and enhances fish reveal with a higher level of clarity and target separation. Lowrance products provide sportsmen with the ultimate and high performance features at competitive pricing. Clearer views, less clutter, more targets, incredible shallow and deep water performance. Lowrance has it all. Check out the new HDS Live with touchscreen display and the entire line of marine electronics at your favorite dealer or on the web at Lowrance.com. Lowrance is the perfect locator for you. It's finally back. One ticket, two huge shows. The Sacramento Boat Show and Off-Road Exposition plus the Spring RV Show return to Cal Expo March 9th through the 12th. It's the largest event for outdoor fun. The Sacramento Boat Show and Off-Road Exposition returns to Cal Expo with acres of exhibits filled with everything fun for water, trail, road, and more. Plus, motorcycles and ATVs too. And boaters, you'll find all of the latest models including tournament ski and wakeboard boats, runabouts, cruisers, pontoons, boats, personal watercraft, and a huge selection of fishing boats and loads of boating accessories. But that's only half the story. See hundreds of the latest RVs, diesel pushers, fifth wheels, toy haulers, and more at the Spring RV Show. Four huge days, one location. The Sacramento Boat Show and Off-Road Exposition, plus the Spring RV Show at Cal Expo. Don't miss Northern California's premier event for fun. Starts March 9th at Cal Expo. For discounts and more information, visit twohugeshows.com. And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson. Hey, we're back, and I am not going to waste any time. I know this gentleman would like to uh, probably catch a few fish. If he's out there actually fishing, we're going to hook up with Outcast Guide Service, Captain Justin Leonard right now. He's been fishing some sturgeon on the river as well as striper action. He knows they're moving around up there. Good morning, Captain. Good morning, guys. Well, Justin, uh, I know you've been out there sneaking around catching sturgeon in the uh, weekends and evenings. What's been going on? Tell our listeners what kind of action you've been experiencing. Yeah, it's been pretty good. Um, honestly, I think it could have been a little bit better last year at this time, definitely. But overall, I mean, every time we start to get stable conditions, it's just, I mean, there's a ton of fish up here. There, there's a lot of sturgeon, a lot of good fishing. Um, it's been good, steady action and overall, like really pretty steady, but, um, 
you know, the, the, the constant influx and flows just kind of screwing us up. And then right now, I mean, it's just all blown out. So we're not on the water today and uh, probably won't be for a solid a week just because of the flows. We need it stabilized. Well, I hear there's a big surge of water coming down the systems. I didn't think anybody would be out there too serious. But I know there's somebody's going to have a pick down someplace out there where the mothball fleet is. So somebody's going to be out there fishing for sure. Now, when you're talking sturgeon in the river, where are you talking? So let's pinpoint the area a little bit so that they get a good idea. You're not going up to Anderson River Park for them, that's for sure. No, no, not quite. Um, pretty much we're looking Verona all the way up towards up above Calusa, that whole section river. And then over on the feather, too. I've been jumping over on the feather a couple times as well. But uh, for the most part, everywhere in between that section. And then they, it sounded like they had some good fishing like below Verona and El Grovish area and Freeport and everything. I didn't go down there um, to go look around for it, but it sounds like they were catching some fish down there, and then it kind of seems like it tapered off a little bit. I think those fish moved on up. Well, I can understand why it would taper off with the amount of rain that we've having and that water surge coming down the river systems right now. Um, what have you seen with stripers? I know when we talked, you said you saw a couple of small schools swim by you. Yeah, we, a couple stripers. Um, not nothing crazy, you know, worth targeting or anything, but. I finally this or last weekend I finally saw my first couple of schools swim underneath the boat on side skin. It's like oh, there's like fifteen twenty stripers right there. You know, about time. But realistically, there hasn't been a whole lot of sign of stripers showing up. I know there. You know, we have our residential fish and of course you know a few fish moving through. But that was the first time I really saw you know a couple of schools of fish swimming underneath the boat. So there's a couple of fish in the river, but it's not necessarily worth taking a whole day to go target looking for you know one or two stripers yeah. or a couple more yeah they're going to want to wait until uh everybody starts going hey they're here that's your, that's your key folks but if you want to be one of the first ones you can keep going out there and sampling it these full moons would be what's drawing the fish up the system at night they'll move greater and uh some of them undoubtedly are moving up with this surge that we're experiencing here but the real runs are going to get going next month and the following month. You'll hear about all of it going on, I'm sure, up there. Well, Justin, I know you're limited as far as the time that you're fishing now with a full-time job and a real job out there. But uh, you're still working it in. Give them all the information they need if they can get a hold of you and plan a little trip with you. Absolutely. Facebook's the easiest way to kind of keep track of us, more or less. That's got everything, email, messenger, and then phone number is 530-277-6870. Justin, thank you so much. We always appreciate it. And Outcast Guide Service, folks, if you'd like to get up on the river for stripers or even the sturgeon fishing evenings, afternoons, daytime, whenever he can get you out there, give him a shout and have a ball. But I got to warn you all, make your reservations. Don't plan on calling up on a Thursday and going on a Saturday. It doesn't work that way in most cases. Justin, thanks for hooking up with us. Have a great one, my friend. Of course, guys. Thank you. Have a great day. All right. Take care. It's time for RVing and Destinations, sponsored by Manteca Trailer and Motorhome. Since 1970, Manteca Trailer and Motorhome has cared for their customers with warm, personal attention and high standards of product and service excellence. They offer customers great value in pricing on industry leaders such as Jayco, Winnebago, Newmar, and many more. You'll be amazed by the selection of new and used RVs, toy haulers, fifth wheels, trailers, and motorhomes, and the huge inventory to choose from. Recipient of the West Coast Dealer of the Year and multiple Best of Awards, Manteca Trailer and Motorhome has become one of Northern California's highest volume RV dealers. And now, here's Sepp with another great reason to be outdoors and RVing. Hey, there's never a shortage for tips for new RVers, and I've got a bunch of them for you today. 
You know, you're going to remember your first RV trip ever for the rest of your life. Why don't you make it a good one and think about these things before you go out? You know, the first time you go camping, it's probably a real good idea to take your RV or trailer or motorhome or fifth wheel, whatever you're pulling or taking, camp near your home so that you've got everything close to you if you have some needs. Don't travel a long distance to be disappointed or to find out you forgot something that's important. So stay near your home where you can run to the store if you need to or run home. But stay someplace scenic so that it's beautiful, something to look at. Don't stay at the local dump. You'll have a bad attitude from the start. You know, the first time or two that you go out in your RV, it's probably a real good idea to stay at an RV park, too, with full hookups so that you can test out the entire unit and find out what's working, what's not. Are there warranty issues? You want to make sure your power is working, your battery power, your 110 current. You want to make sure the water's flowing, your toilet's flushing, that you can dump everything through the sewer system and you have to learn how to do the hookup of electrical and everything. So it's a real good idea to, for the first trip or two, to stay close to home, maybe in a nice RV park with full hookups, or a place you're already familiar with. And I'll tell you, there's nothing easier than a pull-through site when you're starting out. It's easy. You just drive off the road and park. you got to back up in the others, and that can be a whole new experience, backing up all the time into sometimes very long driveway for your camp space. But you'll figure it out. Just go at it easy. And don't be afraid to ask for help. I got to tell you, every RV park has got a park manager or one of the employees there will come out and help you at all. And I absolutely guarantee you there will be veteran RVers coming over there saying, let me do that for you. Here, let me give you a hand. That's what they do. They pop a beer, they get a bag of potato chips, and they watch you try to back in. Then they come over and offer you all the help that you need if you need any. You know, one of the ways you can do that and not have to be worrying about having help all the time is to hook up with some great camping buddies, people you enjoyed going camping with in the past, trips and memories together. You'll be traveling together, making future um, plans and trips. You'll be able to eat and share food and caravan together. It makes it a lot more fun. Plus, you can help each other. And if one guy's got a problem, everybody can pitch in and get it solved. And one of the things you want to make sure you don't do, don't overpack. Don't take everything you own and every toy. Get out there and enjoy the great outdoors and go a little bit lighter so you don't have stuff piled up everywhere. And another good tip that you probably didn't think about, avoid driving at night for the first few trips. That's just the way it is. Get used to it. Get out there where you can see and see problems if they pop up. But I'll tell you what, once you get a couple of trips under your belt, you can go out with confidence and have a great time. But I want to remind you that things break. Something will break or something won't work. It just happens. You're in your home on wheels. Things happen just like this at home, too. So don't let it get you down. Get out there and have some fun. You can join Facebook groups and start asking questions and talking, and they'll welcome you into their group, and they'll have gatherings together. Utilize the Internet to help you find great places. More importantly, breathe, relax, have a great time. RVing is a new adventure for you. Get ready to have some fun. Stop by Manteca Trailer and Motorhome on Highway 120. Check the full inventory of new and used RVs, 
trailers, motorhomes, and a huge retail store and showroom with parts and accessories. The state-of-the-art service facility is one of the largest in the western states, featuring 30 bays to get you up to speed and back on your way RVing. Review the entire inventory at the MantecaTrailer.com website with photos and pricing, or better yet, stop by and take a look. Low prices, huge selection, great service. There's no need to look any further. Manteca Trailer and Motorhome, catering to sportsmen around the West. We're not the biggest, we're the nicest. The Bob Davis people at Manteca Trailer and Motorhome. Manteca! Fishing is fine, but hooking is the only way. Well, that can only mean one thing. The man himself, the rod father, Mr. Alan Fong, joins us from Alan Fong Outdoors. Good morning, Al. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Yeah, we're doing pretty good. Running a little late as usual, but I always got time for you. I saw you sitting in your latest video all kicked back. Mr. Laid back. I'm not fishing because the weather's too bad. Yeah, it's raining that day, so I decided to stay home. But I went out the day before, and I actually did really good. Where were you, and what were you doing? Well, I was down in the Delta Bass Station, and um, we did a video of how I'm locating them and what I'm doing. I really don't want to put it out, but we're going to air it Monday and because there's so many guys having a difficult time down there right now. And I'm just approaching it a little bit different, and um, it's working. So... We're going to hear it Monday, um, and we'll see, you know, if it'll help people. Well, I could tell that uh, it was something that you wanted to share but didn't want to share at the same time when I was watching the video there. Uh, it's kind of yeah. nice opening up the shell to everybody else, though, and, and giving them some of the tidbits. The, the little light goes on in their head, doesn't it? Yeah, and, you know, Denise pushes me, you know, and I'm going, eh. I'm having second thoughts, you know, and then, yeah, I go, all right, let's just do it. And um, I think it's going to help a lot of people because there's a lot of people struggling down there right now. And, um, I mean, I'm not flowering them, but I'm catching, you know, three to 15 fish a day. So, you know, it's working. Well, when times are tough like they are right now with the conditions that we're experiencing, that's pretty decent results, no question about it. Well, Alan, there's a, there's a lot going on. Guys are talking stripers now, too. Some guys are getting them up in the river systems. That Not a lot of them, but they're picking them off. And I heard you comment on the same. We must have talked to some of the same guides during the week. That Martinez to Carquinas Bridge area up to about the uh, Pittsburgh has been putting out some pretty good stripers, too. Yeah, they've been um, catching them. Uh, it's been a, not a lot of people go up that far you know because normally those fish are down around here long ago but the water temperature has been so cold that you know they're staying out there it's probably a little bit warmer and they're actually doing really good and they've been catching quite a few and they've kind of kept it on the bag but a lot of people don't go down there because it's so white and gets hella rough down there and you know they just don't go there and it gets and it gets hella various depths out there too you can be trolling along in 20 feet of water and the next thing you know you're in 18 inches of water on a sandbar yep so you got to have them charts make sure you watch your charts all the time and you know it's just a lot of people just don't go down there but you know those fish will be here pretty soon the storm coming in is a little bit warmer and i think it's gonna trigger something as long as it doesn't get the water really super muddy 
So that's the other. I'm praying it don't rain no four inches like they said. It I, I added up just what's going to hit in Vacaville until Tuesday. There's three to three and a half inches coming to Vacaville. We never get rain. I think that means quite a bit of rain for the uh, foothills and everything else, more runoff. And there's got to be a huge runoff from that storm we had two days ago. That's coming down. Barry S. have filled over almost three feet in two days. You, yeah. You know, they, you know you're on the big ramp up there now. Oh, they are? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. She don't need to go up there. But uh, but things are, you know, the as long as we don't get that where the consumers and the San Joaquin and everything is flowing in like mud or the bypass goes over again, yeah. then it's going to be another week and a half, two weeks of slow time. But I think when it happens, it'll really happen because the water temperatures will climb in the 50s. You know, and um, these warming days are definitely helping. Oh, it's freezing out there. You know, I used to, I have to use hand warmers. So I think I'm getting. <laughs> well, you are. You're kokanee fishing, but besides that, it's uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, but it's old school Delta a lot of it too, which is going to be kind of fun uh, to finally see an influx of water and and you know what we grew up with, Alan, was that Delta always you know always going through a winter transition. Uh, you know, a lot of folks haven't seen that. Nope. It's um, back like the old days. Yeah. And actually, you know, when I was 16 years old, this guy named Tracy Otto took me down to the Delta the first time because he lives in Walnut Grove. And I'm catching these fish where he took me. <laughs> 50 something years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kind of cool to see some of that, you know, some of that stuff come back around. I know next week they've got the big Toyota series uh, going out of Oakley and, and uh, there's a lot of anglers out there that are struggling, but a lot of them that feel like, you know, it's kind of anybody's anybody's ball game to win down there. Because they should have some pretty decent sticks in an event like that. They too. do. They do. And it'll be interesting to see how everybody does. Well, Alan, yeah. where are you heading next? Where are you going to go try with the weather the way it is? You're going to sit back and wait for it to clear and go for the bass again? Or are you going to head up to the lake uh, and look no, for I think they're going to go um, down the dead again, or I might sneak up to Comanche and do some bass and crappie. And I want to go to Clear Lake here pretty soon, but I'm going to wait till all the weather clears. I don't want to drive all that ways and get blowed out. So I think I'm going to wait a little bit there, and then um, maybe, you know, somewhere. The Dell is close to, close to me, so it only takes me a half hour to get there. So. Uh, and you've got your boat ready to roll at any time, I'm sure. You don't have to put anything in there except your butt, and then you're off and fishing. <laughs> Works really well. Yep. Well, Alan, uh, it's just a fabulous year that's going to be stacking up. We're just kind of in a holding pattern right now. Things will bust loose, and I'm sure that uh, your videos are going to get a lot more hits. And I'd like you to tell them exactly how they can subscribe. And a subscription is absolutely free on YouTube, folks. But tell them how yeah. they can do it when your editions come out. Um, this Monday comes my teaching ones, which we're starting to get back on track. We're doing a lot of shorts anytime she just puts them up anytime and then thursday my report and um we're, we'll be back on track here pretty soon but this monday is going to be a good one i i just got done watching it and i'm going oh man oh, what's uh, what's the title of it he, he kind of really pushed me on this it's one. called i never should have said that with yeah. alan fong yeah <laughs> 
Boy, shortly followed by I never should have shown him that by Alan Fung. And I'm sorry, please don't beat me to an inch. Well, there are a few guys that will be looking for him, I'm sure. Well, folks, if you don't see Alan Fung anymore, it's been a great pleasure having him here on the air with us (laughs) over the months. But after Monday, we'll probably know more or less about him. (laughs) Yeah. Well, folks, absolutely, folks, get a subscription. It's free to YouTube. Just go over there, click on it. It'll show up on your desktop every time he's got one ready to go, just like I do. Alan, thanks for hooking up with us. We appreciate it, my friend. You have a good one, and have Denise get a hold of me, and we'll take care of that opening for you. All right, thank you. Alan Fong with Fisherman's Warehouse Stores and Alan Fong Outdoors. We'll be right back after this. There's nothing more peaceful than fishing. Just me, my pole, and some bait. Oh, and my life jacket, of course. I like fish, but I don't want to end up at the bottom of the water with them. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Since 1952, Scotty has been recognized for product excellence, and their entire line of downriggers and accessories is unmatched in performance and dependability. With full-size and compact models available for both freshwater and saltwater, Scotty has downrigger for every on-the-water need. Scotty Downriggers, isn't it time you joined the Scotty team? No one makes a more reliable, powerful, and efficient lineup of outboard motors than Mercury Marine. Backed by decades of innovation and leadership, Mercury outboards from 2.5 to 400 horsepower are built to go the distance. Mercury outboards are the ultimate combination of smooth and quiet operation, refined power, and effortless control. Check out the full line at Gone Fishing Marine in Dixon. Their trained sales staff will help you select the right boat and the right Mercury outboard for power. It all adds up to the most popular engines on the market today. Mercury Marine and Gone Fishing. Marine for boaters who settle for nothing but the best. Go boldly with Mercury. It's finally back. One ticket, two huge shows. The Sacramento Boat Show and Off-Road Exposition, plus the Spring RV Show return to Cal Expo March 9th through the 12th. It's the largest event for outdoor fun. The Sacramento Boat Show and Off-Road Exposition returns to Cal Expo with acres of exhibits filled with everything fun for water, trail, road, and more. Plus, motorcycles and ATVs, too. And boaters, you'll find all of the latest models, including tournament ski and wakeboard boats, runabouts, cruisers, pontoons, Tune boats, personal watercraft, and a huge selection of fishing boats and loads of boating accessories. But that's only half the story. See hundreds of the latest RVs, diesel pushers, fifth wheels, toy haulers, and more at the Spring RV Show. Four huge days, one location. The Sacramento Boat Show and Off-Road Exposition, plus the Spring RV Show at Cal Expo. Don't miss Northern California's premier event for fun. Starts March 9th at Cal Expo. For discounts and more information, visit twohugeshows.com. Marine Electronics, design and manufacturing. And their new HDS Live Series with active imaging and GPS mapping products are cutting-edge technology. They're easy to use and are backed by a comprehensive Advantage service program. The new Live Series with active imaging and 3-in-1 sonar combines Lowrance Chirp with side-scan and down-scan imaging, allowing anglers to quickly search fish-holding structures and enhances fish reveal with a higher level of clarity and target separation. Lowrance products provide sportsmen with the ultimate and high-performance features at competitive prices. Clearer views, less clutter, more targets, incredible shallow and deep water performance. Lowrance has it all. Check out the new HDS Live with touchscreen display and the entire line of marine electronics at your favorite dealer or on the web at Lowrance.com. Lowrance is the perfect locator for you. Now, now here's USAFishing.com's Mike Ogney with our Saltwater Bay and Coastal Report. Good morning, Mr. Ogney. 
Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? We're doing well. I want to read something that I got last night at 7.43 p.m. from the California Department of Fish and Wildlife. Today, on recommendation, today, last night, on recommendation from California and Oregon agencies, representatives, and industry advisors, the National Marine Fisheries Service took in-season action to cancel ocean salmon fishing openers that were scheduled between Cape Falcon, Oregon, and the U.S.-Mexico border through May 15th. Yuck. It's just, let's just talk about some of what's happening here. We can... Look at it as a short-term window or a much longer-term window. Well, I'm, look looking, I'm looking at the long-term now because I don't think we have any choice other than that. Well, if we look back just three weeks ago, okay, three weeks ago, our lovely governor turned around and declared an emergency um, event and started holding back salmon water. This is water behind dams that is supposed to be released in the spring. These flows, which are literally just barely salmon are just barely hanging on with these little tiny flows that they've had for the past 15 years. Gavin had those rolled back and held back all the water behind the dams because he didn't know that this, this last major storm coming through was blowing in. Well, two days ago, he rescinded those orders. Like, Oh, well, you know, we don't need to impact the environment like that. But the reason salmon have been doing so poorly is just, it's all about water and that, Salmon aren't politically and money connected. Um, the big agri guys who just do huge contributions, they get water, despite the fact that they have planted over a half a million acres over the past five years in the middle of a historic drought. It's just asinine. Who, what, in what other business would you go and expand your operation if you were highly uh, – dependent on one commodity such as water. No, well, if I was no politically way. connected, I'd be doing it right here. But exactly. that's just my and this opinion. Is just, it's, it's just devastating news, not just for um, me and, and, and fishermen in, in the Bay Area. It's across the entire state, every coastal port. And throughout Oregon yeah, and California, it, it doesn't just impact us. Impact. Yeah, the, our, our fish, the Klamath fish, they're all over the place out here. They catch them up in Oregon. They catch them way up there. They catch them down here. It's going to have a huge impact. Granted, thousands of families are are affected. Something, and thousands of businesses. Well, we something has to happen. But what I'm afraid of now, Mike, is our illustrious. Uh, I'm not even going to say that because that's crude. Um, Someone is going to remind us that we only planted a few salmon that returned this year, nowhere near the numbers that we planted that will be returning next year. So is everybody at the department going to say, oh, see, we're fine because we got more fish coming this year than we did last year? Uh, you know what's scary, Sepp, is last year what a lot of people don't realize at all is that there was there was more winter run. Okay, that's the endangered run that we that we've been protecting since 1998, 1995, it got down to a few hundred fish. Well, we've built that up back up to as many as like 24,000 in some years. Last year, it was just a few thousand fish, and we had more winter run fish than we had fall run fish, which is our main fishery component in the upper sack. So we have essentially have killed the number one fork, which is the upper sack of naturally produced salmon, is being killed by the state and the federal government. And Newsom wants to turn around and say, oh, no, I'm a great environmentalist. And 
our director at Fish and Wildlife, Chuck Bonham, he's been in, you know he's been in town for what twelve years. If you look at, at a graph of salmon numbers returning to the rivers, it's going down to the it's it goes high left down right for his entire tenure here. It's asinine, and well, we got to change stuff. I, I agree. I don't feel that Mr. Bonham is the one pushing this program or pushing this policy. He is not oh, advocating. He's not pushing it at all. He's just not acting to, to manage the fishery. I just wonder what happened to the number protecting our resources. I don't see that happening. I see it happening because the group of people up in Washington that held the meeting, Pacific Fisheries Management Council, all decided it's a bad idea to have a season. And it is a bad yeah. idea to have a season. But I hope that all this attention and all the head beating and head banging against the walls over this and the filing of the petition and everything that's going on, especially the stupid thing that he did with holding on to water and then canceling that program and dumping the reservoirs. Three you know, weeks later. Yeah, just Three keep, weeks just keep later. changing your mind with the flow of water around here. We need to have a program. There needs to be one in place, and there is not. I'm I'm no. I'm stunned. We'll talk more about this in the future, but you know I'm already out of time for today. Mike, it's so important that folks support the Golden State Salmon Association, Northern California Guides Association, anybody that's doing anything to help save your salmon. Please be there with them. Please be heard. Let your voice be heard on what's going on. And again, this is a politically driven economic thing that they're doing. This has nothing to do with fisheries and with sport fishing and enjoyment of the resource and everything else. That could be going away if something doesn't change and if a policy and a program isn't established soon. Mike, as always, thank you so much for what you share. Have more for me next time, and I'll save you some more time. Thanks, guys. Thank you. We appreciate everything you do out there fighting for the fish for us. All right, you guys know how. There's a lot more coming your way in just a minute. We'll be right back. It's not over yet. Stick around for more fishing, hunting, and outdoor action in the second hour of the award-winning California Sportsman with Sepp Hendrickson. Coming up next. Lowrance is the leader in marine electronics design and manufacturing, and their new live series of fish finders are state-of-the-art for today's anglers and light years ahead of the competition. From entry-level finders to the most sophisticated Lowrance electronics on the market, Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores in Manteca, Sacramento, and Fairfield have it all, and their trained sales staff will help you find the exact unit you need. Fisherman's Warehouse and Lowrance Electronics, providing sportsmen with the ultimate high-performance fish-finding features and the best possible pricing. Check out the new Lowrance Live and the full line of Lowrance products at your favorite Fisherman's Warehouse location. Quail Point Hunt Club offers sportsmen affordable upland game bird hunts starting at only $80. For pheasant, quail, and chucker on 2,000 acres of natural cover in the rolling hills near Zamora. And their new and challenging sporting clays course is one of the finest in the state. Hone your shooting skills, enjoy the day hunting the field, or start your dog on a training program. Located only 30 minutes from Sacramento and one hour from the Bay Area, Quail Point Hunt Club and Olive Hill Kennels offer California sportsmen the best in upland shooting sports. Check them out on the web at quailpoint.com. Now, here's owner David Martin. Good morning, sportsmen. Quail Point's bird season is underway. We're planting pheasants, quail, and chucker Wednesday through Sunday from 8 to 3 through March. Come out and do some day shoots or purchase a bird guard. 
Coil Point's a great place to bring the family. If you have young kids not ready to carry a shotgun, have them bring their BB gun and walk the field with you. It's a great way to work on gun safety, and it's way more fun than just walking. Take a break off and on, let them get some shots in, carry some birds in their vest, and get in on the action. If you have any questions, check out coilpoint.com or give us a call at 530-735-6217. The Northern California coast is ground zero for ocean king salmon fishing, and the flagship of the Eureka fleet is the vessel Shellback, owned and operated by professional angler and veteran captain Tony Sepulveda of Greenwater Fishing Adventures. On the doorstep of the best salmon fishing on the planet, usually fishing within three miles of the harbor, the entire area is the home of the state's largest Pacific halibut, too. Experience the best. Greenwater Fishing Adventures, the North Coast's most exciting guide service, offering great ocean action plus river trips for freshwater salmon steel head and stripers too. Check out EurekaFishing.net or call Tony Sepulveda now at 707-845-9588. It's finally back. One ticket, two huge shows. The Sacramento Boat Show and Off-Road Exposition plus the Spring RV Show return to Cal Expo March 9th through the 12th. It's the largest event for outdoor fun. The Sacramento Boat Show and Off-Road Exposition returns to Cal Expo with acres of exhibits filled with everything fun for water, trail, road, and more. Plus, motorcycles and ATVs too. And boaters, you'll find all of the latest models including tournament ski and wakeboard boats, runabouts, cruisers, pontoon boats, personal watercraft, and a huge selection of fishing boats and loads of boating accessories. But that's only half the story. See hundreds of the latest RVs, diesel pushers, fifth wheels, toy haulers, and more at the Spring RV Show. Four huge days, one location. The Sacramento Boat Show and Off-Road Exposition plus the Spring RV Show at Cal Expo. Don't miss Northern California's premier event for fun. Starts March 9th at Cal Expo. For discounts and more information, visit twohugeshows.com. And now, more California Sportsman with Sepp Hendrickson. Hey, welcome back to the second hour of California Sportsman. You've heard uh, sad news on salmon fishing being closed. We'll have more information on that as we continue. Uh, It's just a sad situation. There's no question about it. But it's something I really feel is necessary. And hopefully this will bring the attention to all the powers that be. And maybe our politicians will start letting our Department of Fish and Wildlife do their bidding. You know, the way it works at the Fish and Wildlife is the guys at the Fish and Game Commission are the ones challenged with making the rules, regulations, and such. Then they pass it back to the Department of Fish and Game, and it's their position to implement all of those things and to enforce whatever regulations may be coming from it. But it's the governor who appoints people to the Fish and Game Commission that make decisions And, boy, they probably seem to be all in lockstep with the governor lately, and they're all agreeing with him. And there are some wonderful people on there. Uh, Eric Sklar just got reappointed to the Fishing Game Commission. And uh, these are the guys that make the decisions and pass it on to the department to make it happen. It isn't the Department of Fish and Wildlife making decisions to say, let the fish die. They're not doing that. But this is decisions from the political aspect through the governor, to his appointees on the Fish and Game Commission. And, yes, I know how it works. Marilyn was a Fish and Game Commissioner for a year here in California. She's more than aware of how the politics have an impact on the Fish and Game Commission. So I hope that uh, we can get this one worked out, squared away, and in much better shape. And, by the way, on another note, I mentioned Marilyn. She's at home. 
She's laying in bed. Yesterday she had a little surgery for a minor little hernia and everything, and she's kicking back with Gunner probably laying on a king-size bed laughing that I'm talking about it right now. And by the way, Marilyn, it would have been a real good idea for you to say, hey, don't forget my key fob. It'll get you in the gates and in the building. It was it was, Or you could just all prove to the rest of us that you can't function without her. Well, that's pretty much a known fact, yes. isn't it? Yes. Anybody that knows you knows that you are pretty much worthless. I'm, I'm walking out the door going, telephone, watch. Okay, I got that. I got Where's this. the truck? <laughs> I got my keys. What am I forgetting? Now I know. The key fob. Oh. That would have been important. Kick back, Marilyn. If you're out there picking up her vacuum and you're in trouble, you're supposed to be taking it easy today. <laughs> Hey, our first guest in the second hour is my good friend Gary Eric, the president of the California Inland Fisheries Foundation. They had a big meeting with the Department of Fish and Wildlife personnel here last week. Tell us about it, Gary. What was going on? Well, Seth, uh, first of all, good morning. Good morning to your listeners. Yeah, it's uh, it's our spring annual meeting with the Department of Fish and Wildlife. And uh, just so your listeners are aware, there's been kind of a reset at the at that level. Uh, Jay Rowan is now the the lead guy there, and he's building his team, and so. We've got some new folks in new roles, and we're all kind of learning our, you know, learning about each other and how there's things a, are going to work. There's always turnover at the department. There there's is, people yeah. move up through the ranks and everything, and they got to get everybody else back up to speed again. No, and that's that's not unusual. Any org is going to have that. Jay's a good guy. He's going to build a solid organization. But, you know, we've been working with Kyle Murphy for years. We've worked with Roger Decades. Bloom for years. And we got different people and with different ideas, and we all just kind of – got to figure out where we're at and where we're going. The good thing is the the kokanee fishery and the inland chinook fishery, there's no risk there. Those are programs that are solid. There's they are rolling forward with that, not an issue. Where we want to turn the dial is we want to manage these fisheries to the goal set for the lake and tweak them here and there to maybe, you know, mitigate capacity issues that the Department of Fish and Wildlife have. They can only rear so many fish and where we drop those in there. And so the good news is uh, Bullard's Bar, which has been getting a plant, an allotment of 80,000 every year, looks like we're going to throttle that back to about 60,000. So it's still going to be a fast action fishery, but maybe see maybe a, an inch or so growth on the average or catch. Or two. Set. Hopefully, yeah. And, you know, Water will make a difference. No, anglers know that uh, each lake has a different carrying capacity. So if the kokanee get bigger, then the bass will gain more weight when they eat them? It, they're just more efficient at okay. it, yeah. So yeah. we, you know, your your bass are apparently not eating enough of them at Bullard's Bar. Apparently not. Us, so. Apparently not. But uh, so there's there's two lakes that are going to be impacted. Bullard's Bar, they're reducing that, which is really good. That's a positive. There's been some complaints over the years about the overplanting at Lake Stampede. Stampede is the only lake that we draw eggs from in the egg take every year. There's a risk there if we have an off year, there's no eggs, there's no kokanee plants. So it's an insurance policy. They're going to throttle that back a little bit too. So that's going to be helpful. We did submit a request of maybe bumping Barry S up a little bit. We didn't move that needle on them. They're not convinced. Uh, One of the things. Real quick, let's just mention how that all works. Um, Sacramento is the overseer of all of the fishing game regulations and everything that transpires. But the regions are very autonomous, and the regions set the quotas for the number of fish that go in the lake based on the associate biologist that's responsible for that lake. And if he says this number can be changed, this number should stay the same, that's pretty much what they're going to stick with within that region. That's absolutely true, 100%. And where we as anglers can help impact that, if you recall, you and your listeners, uh, Kokanee Power and California Inland Fisheries developed a little application for uh, doing a creel census for every time you fish for Kokanee and Kings. 
we're getting data. We're not getting enough data, but we got just enough data to convince them that Bullard's Bar should get reduced. In order for us to move needles at lakes like Berryessa or Shasta or you know any other lake, Malonis, wherever, we really need anglers to focus and spend that extra three minutes to fill out that census because data is going to drive this. We as anglers are either going to be participating in that data and we can achieve these goals, although the bureaucratic glacial pace that the state works at isn't the speed we want. But without data, they'll just tell us your people aren't providing us information. And they specifically asked, market better your application, uh, private orgs, being SIFI and KP. And so here is the president of SIFI asking anglers for kings and kokanees, every time you go out there and fish, please fill out that uh, angler survey. Very easy. Go to ciffi.org. You can scroll down. You can hit the, the link. You can hit the QR code. The link is bit.ly slash kings. It's very easy to fill out. It's the only information that's gathered is lake, date, location, hours. There's no personal identification anywhere in that. So please, Gives guide. them all the ammo they need to <laughs> exactly. make your dreams come true on the fisheries. For us orgs to really push the Department of Fish and Wildlife to make these changes, we need your help. So that's our plea. Please uh, give us a hand. Give you a hand. Gary, there's another thing that's real important. The Penn Project at Lake Berryessa is still moving forward and a uh, major investment by California Inland Fisheries. Uh, absolutely. In fact, uh, Monday, two days from now, the guy, the project manager is leading for us, Alan Grossman, is meeting with the uh, manufacturer at the lake to eyeball our our docking system, and we're going to kind of get dialed in on the specifics on how the floats are going to work, uh, the, the whole schmear on engineering the the solution space. But yeah, we've we've signed a contract. We're we're committed to forty thousand dollars plus to put four brand new pens in there. Our hope is we see fish in the fall. So we're we're making significant progress. Now these are big, new, fancy. These are not net pens. These are like aluminum. The, permanently built and nothing's getting into them they're going to last a long time which is worth the investment uh versus what we have now which is a a rubber coated mesh system that that and based upon a pvc frame which has a uh a short lifespan compared to these the, the the design that these have is what's used up at lake almanor by almanor fishing association we know these are solid it's it's going to be a, a great thing and we haven't planted fish in barrios in at least three years because of the fire and other things we're or at least solving the pin problem and keeping the otters out. Yes, uh, the the otters are ending up costing us about forty grand for destroying everything. But those pins that uh, Sonny Lampy and the guys uh, Dallas and the guys put together many many years ago did last quite some time with repairs along the way. But now they're getting new state of the art. Boy, this is the way to pin them up. Yeah, and Berryessa is an incredible fishery, and we want to be a part of it, making sure it stays that way for the foreseeable future. Well, give them the information on that website one more time so they can fill out the form and be part of the solution for this instead of part of the problem. Absolutely. From any web browser, go to ciffi.org. You can scroll down. You can QR code your link to where we need to go, or you can just type in from your web browser bit.ly slash kings takes you right to the application and it's actually a website it's not an app you fill it in it's just a normal form it's very easy very user-friendly and uh, we appreciate all the information we get every single trip we're not interested in trout kokanee and inland chinook that's the information we need you know this is exactly the same kind of thing that the guides are doing with and the captains are doing with sturgeon right now they'll be they've already done that with stripers for years so it's great to see more and more anglers participating, giving more and more accurate information to the department instead of wild-ass guessing. Absolutely. And data is going to drive it. We are either going to help ourselves or we're going to hurt ourselves. We can be part of the problem 
or part of the solution. It's our choice. And I think you're trying to be part of the solution here. That's our goal. Gary Erick, the president of California Inland Fisheries, thanks for hooking up with us. We appreciate you sharing with the listeners. Thanks, Seth. Have a great day. Hey, Kent, did I win? Nope. You did not. But uh, Gun Owners of California continues to wait for significant action from the federal courts uh, on major portions of California's gun control laws. So GOC invites you to mark your calendars for some great events coming up. The Great Guns Giveaway Sporting Clay Shoot at Comanche Hills Hunting Preserve on April the 22nd, their tri-tip and crab feed dinner in Citrus Heights on May the 5th, and their prime rib dinner in Oroville on June the 16th. They're working on additional other events down by SEP, Vacaville and San Jose. So uh, check those out. Make sure that you're on their website, gunownersca.com, as one of your favorites, and uh, stay informed on what they're doing. Uh, winner number 10 of the 2023 Gun Owners of California, 52 guns, 52 weeks raffle, ticket 1036, Felix Valadez from Dunnigan. Congratulations. You've got a Ruger 1022 in long rifle. There you go. It's the most popular rimfire semi auto rifle in America. And uh, they're going to be sending you down to Shooter's Pro Shop in Roseville or uh, Guns Fishing and other stuff in Vacaville to do all the proper paperwork. Gun Owners of California, their 48th year of fighting for your gun rights. One of the top six-pack operators in the Bay Area is Captain Steve Mitchell of Hooked Up Sport Fishing. Captain Steve's 27-foot top gun is a fishing machine loaded with all the amenities for your enjoyment, comfort, and safety. And with over 15 years of experience, Captain Steve is ready when you are. Docked in Berkeley and Martinez Marina seasonally. Hooked Up specializes in sturgeon and ocean salmon fishing. But the top gun also fishes year-round for halibut, stripers, shark, albacore, and rock cod. If it bites, we fish for Fish with the best. Captain Steve Mitchell of Hooked Up Sport Fishing. Call and book your trips at 707-655-6736. Or check the website at hookedupsportfishing.com. Isn't it time you got hooked up? If you spend more time telling the one that got away stories instead of showing off giant fish pictures, get to Fisherman's Warehouse and grab some Gamakatsu hooks. Gamakatsu has hundreds of hooks for every technique, and Fisherman's Warehouse has the full selection. Change to the world's sharpest hooks from Gamakatsu, improve your fish catching, and end the lost fish stories. Fisherman's Warehouse in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield all carry a full selection of Gamakatsu hooks for every fishing application. Stop in today or shop online at Fisherman'sWarehouse.com. I can't wait to spend some quality time with my son fishing this year, teaching him about casting, how to choose bait, set the hook, and how to be safe on the water by always wearing a life jacket. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. It's time for Pure Fishing's Pro Staff Tip of the Week. Brought to you by Berkeley, Penn, Abu Garcia, and Shakespeare, manufacturers of the finest in fishing tackle and related products. Turn up the volume and listen close. We're sharing tips, techniques, latest innovations, the newest products, and legendary fish-catching tactics from cold water, warm water, and saltwater pros. They'll tell you how they did it with a little help from their friends at Berkeley, Penn, Abu Garcia, and Shakespeare. All you have to do is pay attention and then go fishing. And joining us in the Pure Fishing Pro Staff Tip of the Week is the man himself, our own senior tuna, Mr. Steve Carson, the director of Penn Fishing Universities. Good morning, tuna. Good morning, Sep. So you're going to be hanging out at the Bass Pro Spring Fishing Classic. That's got to be Rancho Cucamonga, right? 
It is. It is. Uh, until they open their store in Irvine, that's the way it's going to go. But uh, we're not exactly sure when that's going to happen. And lucky for me, I'm not in charge of deciding. Uh, Nor am I. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, Kent's kind of happy about it all, too. Right, yeah. Hey, Tuna. But, um, hey, Tuna. Yeah. Yellow, I have a note here that says yellowtail bite. Yep, yellowtail started biting this week. That is on the days that the weatherman allows the boats to get out. Needless to say, um, it's it's been a day-to-day situation when they can get out. Um, luckily, uh, down here, the storms tend to pass fairly quickly. Um, however, there's been a lot of them. So what you'll get is you'll get, you know, one or two days where nobody goes out, and then you'll get a beautiful, you know, springtime day. They'll get out to the Coronado Islands, which is where they're going, and, uh, you know, make a decent catch. It hasn't been, you know, uh, uh, full limits, but but typically you'll have a boat with maybe 20 people, and they'll catch maybe uh, anywhere from 20 to 30 yellowtail, and they're nice ones, 18 to 22 pounds, plus, uh, you know, an assortment of what they call uh, taco meat, you know, an assortment of whitefish, lingcod, rockfish, uh, some bass. Um, you know, so you end up, you know, hopefully with one or two nice game fish in your bag, as well as plenty of fish to bring home and uh, and uh, cook in your favorite way. Um, again, uh, unfortunately, it's just not every day that the weather allows that. Um, there's one more. Uh, it, there, it's a little bit stormy today so far. Uh, I haven't checked. Uh, so far, no boats have turned in any counts, which usually at this point means that nobody's even out. Um but uh, you know we have one more one more storm coming through. We may catch some fish tomorrow and Monday, so we'll, we'll just kind of have to see. But the big thing is is that you know the fish are here; they're ready to bite, and it's just you know the the weaknesses of the humans that don't want to go out in a storm that that prevents it from from being an everyday thing. And so I've already posed the online question. So far, nobody's given me the answer. If the yellowtail are biting and the storms are about to abate. For us down here, I know I know you're going to have them for a little while longer. When will the first bluefin tuna be caught in local waters? Um, that is the question. And the longer trips, you know, the more typical winter trips down into southern Baja are doing quite well. You know, they're they're literally down below the weather in the tropics, and uh, they've been getting a, some better tuna than they were catching earlier. Uh, you know, just about every boat is is coming in with with a couple over 200, and uh, there's been two over 300 caught over the in, in the last uh, last uh, week or so. Uh, two days ago, they had a 330 pounder on the Red Rooster. So, so the big ones are down there if, if you just can't wait. But uh, when the weather straightens out, and you know, sort of the, the main body of the fish migrate back up into U.S. waters. Uh, I, I just, because there's a lot of bluefin down there. They're not that far south. They don't have like a big trans-Pacific migration to make. They just need to make about a hundred mile move up closer to San Diego and we'll be able to get them. I should also add, if you're coming down to San Diego and you want to fish the yellowtail at the Coronado Islands, you must, 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 they will not let you on the boat without your U.S. passport. So that's, that's something to remember if, if you're going to do that. Generally, when they're fishing way offshore for tuna, you don't need a passport. The trick is if, if the trip may come within 12 miles of any land in Mexico, then you've got to have your passport. Hey, Steve. But, so- uh, yeah, the cor- 
Yeah, go ahead. Some just popped in my mind, and I'm wondering why we haven't used this word. And, you know, with great blue fin, great yellowtail, yellow fin action. Uh, we talked to Rick Powers earlier, big Dorado he's getting into down off Puerto Vallarta right now. What happened to the albacore? Well, funny you should ask. Um, they have certainly, uh, as as we've mentioned a few times, the bluefin have all the bluefin tuna have altered their migration pattern. So we don't really complain about the fact that the albacore changed their migration pattern. Um, back in the in the in the nineteen eighties, it was about a three or four year albacore drought. Uh, there was some some danger with the albacore population back then. Um, now all that's happened is that the population has shifted to the north. So our friends, uh, you know, generally uh, from, you know, not necessarily Bodega, although they caught some last year, but from like Fort Bragg and or just at the, the Oregon border and north all the way into British Columbia, that's where the albacore are. And there's a lot of them, but, uh, you know, although they do, do make some nice catches, you have some, some uh, limitations like a lot more weather to worry about up there. Um, and in general, uh, uh, a not nearly as good of a supply of live bait. Uh, you pretty much have to catch your own if you're going to have it, and sometimes you can't catch it. Well, because we'll, we'll, always remember, bait is fish. We'll be able to get some uh, more solid information from up north in just a minute. We're going to be talking to Tony Zapolda with Greenwater Fishing out of Eureka. So he'll probably have some albacore info for us, and he'd probably say, why do you want to catch those when you can go another 10 miles and get big bluefin? And I wouldn't be a bit surprised if they're up his far, up that far too for him. Well, Steve, we well, always. What I was doing, I was doing a seminar uh, last week at the Pacific Coast Sport Fishing Show, and actually mentioned it was kind of like uh, the the folks in Northern California and Oregon have discovered how to make those bluefin bite. I know there were a few people out there that sort of that sort of had kept the secret to themselves, but last year the bluefin tuna bite, as we know really um, manifested itself in Northern California. So now, once we've got you hooked, then we own you. Yeah, I'll tell you, people are getting hooked. There's no doubt about it. Rick Powers is down there flying kites. He's having such a good time. He says there's no better way to catch big fish than using a kite with a bait bouncing off the surface. Tuna, it's always exciting talking with you with the opportunities that are out there. He's all day today, all weekend for the next few weekends at the Best Pro Shop Spring Fishing Classic. If you're down in Rancho Cucamonga, stop in and see him. He's over there by the beef jerky and the, uh, and the, and the candy section. I'm sure he will. Probably be. eating banana yeah, moon there's pies. There's a big crowd over, over by the beef jerky. I can't even get near it. Oh, man. You're probably over there by the banana moon pies, too. There's a lot to see and do uh, in Bass Pro Shop, Seth. This location, <laughs> this location, not all of them do. This location also has a fudge shop. A fudge shop. OMG. Exactly. Yeah. And O-M-G a, pretty good, and a pretty good restaurant for lunch, too. So you're pretty well dialed yeah. in. Watch those saltwater fish swim around at lunch. We're going to have to make room for tuna in here with a bigger seat, I have a feeling, in the studio in the future. I, well, you know, I, I actually got Sep into the first time ever into a Bass Pro Shops, I think, this year. And That's he was right. like, Wow, I got to bring Marilyn back. <laughs> then, I, then I started thinking how much she's going to spend on clothing. I said, to hell with that idea. Yeah, yeah, she hadn't been back since. Steve Carson, yep. senior tuner, the director of Penn Fishing University, is always loaded with great information. Thank you, Steve. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. See you, we too. appreciate it very much. Well, you heard him talk about Albacore. I just happen to have the guy on hold right now that 
probably knows what's going on up in that neck of the woods with it, but he knows a whole lot more. He's been crab fishing for quite some time commercially, and he's still doing it, but he'll be going sport fishing here real quick. Let's hook up now with the man himself, Tony Zapolito with Greenwater Fishing and EurekaFishing.net. Good morning, Tony. Morning, guys. How we doing? I'm doing great. What are you up to today, and where the hell are the albacore? Uh, right now I'm sitting under the pier, and we're loading up some bait to go run some crab gear. Uh, albacore, they're probably uh, somewhere about midway right now. Somewhere between Japan and midway would be my guess. I'll yeah. <laughs> be here by fall. Well, I'm looking forward to it because I don't think I can catch those big dogs anymore. A big old bluefin <laughs> on the other end. I think I'd need somebody to give me a couple of breaks during the fight. <laughs> well, I like catching big bluefin too, but uh, boy, there's sure nothing uh, nothing that beats albacore in terms of eating, in my opinion. Well, Tony, how's your crab fishing been up there? You know, our guys down here pretty well bailed out on it. Uh, I know prices are low, but you're still going up there. Yeah, it's been good. It's uh, like I said, low price this year, lowest price we've ever fished on. But uh, but a lot of volume. We're making a season out of it here, and uh, yeah, we're starting to get ready to transition into sport fishing stuff. I'll be down your way in the valley on the sack and the feather fishing stripers for uh, second half of April and early May. And uh, I'm sure you guys have been talking about that one a lot, but it looks like a good one. Lots of water. Yeah, and it's uh, really going to pop once everything clears. Now, we got a bunch of rain coming right now, which should throw it back for another week and a half, maybe two weeks. But uh, it looks like a little bit of clearing after that. It's, uh, but it's a lot more water coming our way. We had three inches in two days. They're looking at three and a half inches in another two or three days. So it's still coming. They call it that uh, Arctic whatever rolling in here. Yeah. And I'll tell you, it's not slowing down. Are you getting a lot of rain up there, too, in cold conditions? Yeah, we are. We've got snow low on the hills here. It uh, looks like I'm fishing out of Dutch Harbor here right now, looking up at the snow on the hills. But, uh, but yeah, it's good. We sure needed it. And, uh, yeah, then about mid-May, I'm going to transition into my summertime stuff up here. And uh, we'll be fishing, uh, you know, halibut, rockfish, lingcod, and albacore. Well, my guess is my guess is uh, you're already starting to get striper trips lined up right now with April, the second half of April being your target time. It's going to be busting loose here. It could be busting loose sooner than that, but people need to make their reservations right now, don't they? Yeah, I think I've got like four days open for stripers here, so I'm getting to the end of that. But I do still have a few days open. And then, uh, yeah, also time to start looking at summer stuff. Like I said, my, uh, my May and June calendar is already starting to get busy there. Uh, Pacific halibut. I think those things are going to be a big draw this year, especially with uh, with no salmon season anymore. Absolutely, uh, you're going to have a great opportunity there. How, then they did they increase the number of pounds that you guys can collect this year too? Uh, I think it's a pretty similar quota, maybe a tiny bit, but I think it's a pretty similar quota we're working with. That usually lasts us into August. Although with the salmon closures, it might go a little faster. Uh, I'm sure there'll be some effort shift. Like I said, I'm sure a lot of the Bay Area guys, uh, yeah, a lot of people down your way are going to want to come up here and, and uh, get the opportunity to hunt a big Pacific halibut. And, uh, so it may close as early as uh, like early July, I'd say. For those of you that aren't sure why we're always saying Pacific halibut, there's a big difference between the Pacific halibut and the California halibut. The big difference? Size. Tony, tell them about it real quick. Yeah, these are the same species you get up in Alaska. We don't see them quite as big as they do in Alaska. You're probably not going to catch a 200-pounder here. But uh, a lot of fish that run 25 to 50 pounds, 60, 70, 80 pounders aren't uncommon at all. Uh, so, yeah, they're big animals, and they're delicious eating, and it's just really special to get an opportunity to, to fish for these things right here in California. Is that a long haul down to the Lost Coast to get into those fish, or are these available nearby and close to home? 
They're right in front. Uh, you know, we catch them at the Lost Coast, uh, down on some of our remote waters, rockfish runs, uh, you know, some of the areas that have the great lingcod fishing and uh, and great variety on the rockfish. But Get most of my Pacific, if I'm running a straight Pacific halibut trip, we usually actually fish right in front, just, uh, you know, three miles out in front of Trinidad Harbor here. Tony, guys got to be excited about the opportunity to get up there and get into some of that big Pacific halibut. And then there's also the California halibut you guys can deal with, too, the little bit smaller versions, the, you know, the 8 to 10s to 12 to 20, maybe up to 30, 35 pounds are available for you, too. Tony, give them all the hookup information they need so they can book any spots that are left real quick. Yeah, website to check out is uh, eurekafishing.net. I'll warn you, though, that website's pretty outdated. Uh, so the, the gist of what we do is right. Prices are a little behind the times here. We're gonna we'll get that updated, but uh, I don't do a lot of advertising anymore. Really, this is the last advertising I do. So mostly regulars, and so I've been lazy about my website there. But that is the place you can check out what we're doing: EurekaFishing.net or phone number 707-845-9588. Captain Tony Sepulveda with Greenwater Fishing, folks. Check him out at EurekaFishing.net or give him a call at 707-845-9588. Tony, have a great day out there. Commercials crabbing today. I hope you have a wonderful one and a profitable trip while you're out there. All right. Thanks, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care. Great guy. Very, very informative. Hey, it's time for Get a Clue. Where's Marilyn? Get a Clue. Get a Clue is brought to you by Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff in Vacaville, your one-stop destination for everything for the great outdoors. The next time you're heading along the Highway 80 corridor, either west to the bay for stripers, sturgeon, or halibut, or east to your favorite lake or place to hunt, stop by the number one fishing and hunting destination just off the freeway, Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff in Vacaville. Whether you're looking for firearms, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, or the latest rods and reels from the top manufacturers, tackle, fishing gear, or bait, you can be sure that guns, fishing, and other stuff will have it in stock. And now, here's today's Get a Clue. Hi, this is Marilyn. Hey, if you missed the hints and are wondering what to do this somewhat rainy weekend, head over to Cal Expo and the Sacramento Boat Show and Off-Road Exposition, plus the Spring RV Show, all going on through Sunday. It's the largest recreation show of its kind in Northern California, and it has lots of boats. Look at, compare, and purchase a boat that suits you and your family best. And there are dozens of booths with boating accessories. And check out all the RVs, ATVs, motorcycles with special show prices and deals. Everything to make this summer a fun one. The show runs today and tomorrow. Get out and enjoy. Get a clue. Take care of yourself. Stay safe and well. Till next week. You've driven past it for the last time. Now discover California's sportsman store that has it all at the right price. Guns, fishing, and other stuff in Vacaville. The first floor is dedicated to fishing and hunting gear, attire, and ammunition. But upstairs, it's a shooter's dream come true. With all the top shotguns, rifles, pistols, gear, and accessories you'll ever need, including an indoor shooting range to hone your skills. Make guns, fishing, and other stuff your outdoors destination of choice. Just off Highway 80 at the Alamo exit in Vacaville. Stop by soon or check them out on the web at gunsfishing.com. Get a clue. It's finally back. 
One ticket, two huge shows. The Sacramento Boat Show and Off-Road Exposition, plus the Spring RV Show return to Cal Expo March 9th through the 12th. It's the largest event for outdoor fun. The Sacramento Boat Show and Off-Road Exposition returns to Cal Expo with acres of exhibits filled with everything fun for water, trail, road, and more. Plus, motorcycles and ATVs, too. And boaters, you'll find all of the latest models, including tournament ski and wakeboard boats, runabouts, cruisers, pontoon boats, personal watercraft, and a huge selection of fishing boats and loads of boating accessories. But that's only half the story. See hundreds of the latest RVs, diesel pushers, fifth wheels, toy haulers, and more at the Spring RV Show. Four huge days, one location. The Sacramento Boat Show and Off-Road Exposition, plus the Spring RV Show at Cal Expo. Don't miss Northern California's premier event for fun. Starts March 9th at Cal Expo. For discounts and more information, visit twohugeshows.com. Founded in 1958, Daiwa's considered to be one of the best rod and reel manufacturers in the world. And Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores stock the entire line of Daiwa products. That's why seasoned anglers select Daiwa's popular precision casting reels with and without built-in line counters. The Lexa 100 is perfect for trout and salmon trollers. And the Lexa 300 is top choice when trolling stripers and other large game fish. Whether trolling for your favorite game fish or searching the depths for your next trophy catch, Daiwa has the perfect reel. See the entire Higher lineup from Daiwa at all Fisherman's Warehouse Mega Stores in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield. I got a garage full of fishing tackle, and every time I get out on the water, I realize I forgot something important. But I never forget my life jacket. I make sure my buddies wear theirs, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Don't miss a single show. California Sportsman with Sepp Hendrickson is now broadcasting live streaming audio at seps.com and ultimatebassradio.com. And all shows are archived there, too. So now you can listen to live or archived shows on the Internet or download them to your iPod or MP3 player for listening whenever and wherever you want. Listen to us live on the Internet anywhere in the world with our new high-definition digital sound. California Sportsman, Saturday mornings from 6 to 8. Now there's no reason to miss a single show. Ready to shop at a well-stocked hunting, fishing, and outdoor store? Guns, fishing, and other stuff in Vacaville has everything you need for the great outdoors. Hunting and fishing gear, guns and ammo, and plenty of camo for you hunters. They're loaded with fishing gear and all the accessories and outdoor apparel for the entire family. And now, here's the guy that hears it all over the counter with General Manager Travis Morgan. Good morning, Mr. Morgan. Good morning, gentlemen. How's it going? If it got any better, we'd be out turkey hunting today, except it's not open, is it? No, it's not. I was going to say, you go turkey hunting today, that's a bad thing. Well, maybe we ought to be getting prepared for turkey hunting, seeing how that's one of the most important things you can do. And I can't think of another hunting trip that you would go on where you really do need to prepare as much as you do here, except maybe a big elk hunt or something like yeah, that. Yeah, deer hunt, elk hunt, you got to get a good prep for yeah, well, I know what you like to do. Get out there and find them and find out where they sleep and be there to greet them the next morning. That's right. And that's getting that time of year to get out and start scouting for your turkey flat where you're going to hunt. Find out where they're roosting. Sit around and watch them for a little bit. Drool a little, you know, Just all that fun stuff. Watch the activity and pick out the one you want is what you yeah. want to do. Well, that's kind of what I was saying. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you gotta, you don't want some little six-inch beard when your brother-in-law's got a 12-inch beard already. You want to be looking for the big boys out yeah. there. Yeah, and, so, and, yeah it's, it's that time of year. If we don't get flooded out here, get out there, find your find out where they're hanging out, check out where they're roosting, watch their patterns, get you a place that's a good blind setup where you can get a good ambush on them, take your shotgun out, get it patterned, 
you know, because all shotguns shoot different, and especially if you change shells, it's going to shoot different. So get it out, get it patterned. You know, Travis, let's talk ammo just for a second. I see a lot of these turkey loads that are like four, five, six shot inside them. Is that what you like, or do you like to uh, just lay as much lead out there as you can? I usually run four shot myself. Steel, not lead. Yeah. Yeah, excuse me. Steel. Excuse me. I, I'm old. You just, you just. You just got a whole bunch of our listeners go, what? What? (laughs) Steel shot, that wonderful stuff that's out there. Yeah, the wonderful steel shot. (laughs) I talked to you about copper shot the other day. I was shocked to hear about that. Sorry to interject. Uh, Go ahead, Travis. I just wanted to make sure he stayed in the lane. Keep me on the right track in here for sure. (laughs) Travis, Uh, there's so many. What I like to shoot is uh, the heavy metal uh, number four shot that we got at the store there. And one is reasonably priced. You can get five shots for fifteen bucks, where all the other, a lot of the other stuff, you know, it's five shots for fifty and sixty bucks. So it all depends on how you shoot and how you like it. That's what I like to shoot. Well, there's one thing that'll help you save money on ammo, and that is the patterning. And I'll tell you what, it's not patterning with a big round target either. It's patterning with a turkey decoy, so you can see what kind of contact you make with the vital areas. Vital areas being above the body and below the top of the head. That's where you want to hit them. You don't want to blow up and waste all that meat by hitting them in the body. So that whole neck area is your target area, and you need to see how many pellets enter that based on your the type of shell you're shooting. That's correct, and we got those targets at the store just for that purpose, to pattern around the neck and the head, and then it leaves a little portion of the body. So if you blow the body away, you're not quite sure about it. I shot, <laughs> I shot three times at a turkey once, and... I ended up obviously getting it. I wounded it the first time, wounded it the second time, and finished it off with the third. He shot from the produce aisle the first time. But it all, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right next to the butterball side. The manager I was, with him running out the door was the hard part. That's I was right. hiding from that damn butterball guy. In any event, I forgot where I was going with that point, but it doesn't matter anymore. Sorry, I derailed you. Yeah, well, that's what I'm used to. The other thing that is so important is out there is scouting and being out there early. And I got to caution you, don't get up early and leave. Stay put. Because every place I've ever said, this sucks. Walk back to the car. Let's go someplace else and go to another spot around the corner. Bingo. You pull out with your car and they're right there. You're blind right where you were. And that has happened to me three or four times on turkey. Yep. That happens a lot of times. you got to be, be patient with turkeys. Just sit yeah. there and eat or do something quietly without moving around a whole lot. And don't do what I did on my second hunt. That's when I leaned up against the tree and sat there and was so comfortable, very enjoyable. <laughs> and I realized, oh, this isn't the right tree. And I look up, and there's like 15 birds 40 feet in the air right next to me. <laughs> yep, that happens. That, but you got to um, know Make sure you get camoed out because turkeys do have very good eyesight and very good hearing. Uh, we also have blinds down at the store, pop-up blinds you can set up, and then you're concealed completely, and they won't see your movement, and you still got outlets to shoot through them. So those are really popular. I use one of them a lot around the ranch here. Well, turkey season is just around the corner, folks. You can stop in at either one of the great stores there, over-the-counter at Guns, Fishing, and other stuff. You'll be able to get everything you need there ammunition, targets, and great advice. And I'll bet you got turkey running around your place, too. Actually, 
Actually, we don't. We were, me and Sandy were talking about that. We haven't had any this year. So well, far. hang in there. They're like wild pigs. They're everywhere. And yeah. the people that think that they're really cute and won't like them, have them walking around your house, <laughs> when you step in a pile of gray stuff and slide three feet, you won't think they're that cute anymore. No, no, I won't. We also got a great turkey gun on sale down at the store, the Benelli SBE-3 in Timber Camel. Camel just perfectly for turkey hunting. There you have it, folks. Everything you need at Guns, Fishing, and Other Stuff right there in Vacaville or down there in Dublin. Either store you want to hit will have everything you need. Travis, thanks for hooking up with us, bud. We appreciate it. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. You have a great weekend. I'll see you at the store. You got it, partner. Guns, fishing, and other stuff. You'll find everything you need and more on the shelves of their two big stores in Vacaville at 197 Butcher Road and in Dublin at 6705 Amador Plaza. Don't miss the deals at Guns, fishing, and other stuff, and be sure to check them out on the web at gunsfishing.com. And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Henderson. Hey, we're back, and I'm going to take you sturgeon fishing right now. We're going to head out and climb on board with Captain Steve Mitchell with Hooked Up Sport Fishing. Good morning, Captain. What are you up to out there this morning? Hey, good morning, Seb. Just trying to get these rides all fanned out and everything. Uh, found a nice little group of fish and everything down here in the lower Delta area, and we're trying to get it in. Sounds like you're laying out your spread. How deep's the water you've dropped the pick in? Oh, I'm fishing shallow this morning. Uh, I'm in like 27 feet of water, and uh, my water temp is uh, about 47 degrees, so I'm expecting it to jump up maybe about 48. And if I'm lucky, if we can get up to 49, that'll even be even better. But they've been biting in this cold temp anyway, so I'm looking for it to happen today. Well, I I just got wind of the uh, big event you guys have got planned out there with your captain's challenge. That sounds like quite an event going on. Oh, absolutely, man. We're trying to really just promote, you know, uh, uh, guys really just taking care of the fishery, trying to fill out their, you know, sturgeon report cards accurately, getting them turned in, as well as practice uh, a little bit of catch and release. And only take harvest what you're going to eat, versus just trying to take something home to go show it off, and then you're just putting all that meat up in the freezer to get freezer burned, you know. Trying to do away with all that and just start fishing a little bit more responsible. Well, this is a this whole idea from the fish to the guides that are out there. They're putting together this captain's challenge is to become more involved in supplying the information accurately to the Department of Fish and Wildlife so that good decisions can be made on management. And one of the problems that they experience every year is they sell all these sturgeon tags, and if somebody doesn't go or they only got one or whatever, that ah, to hell with it. I'm not going to fill that out. They really need that info. They need to know how much time you spent on the water, what you were able to catch, approximately the size, how many keepers, how many you let go. And there's all kinds of ways that you can share that information. But the most important is that is your sturgeon report card. And that sturgeon report card, if you've still got it, you can go on the Internet or you can send it in, and they'll still take that. They need your information. They're not going to come out and arrest you because you didn't have it in before the deadline. But please, get them in. It's a serious development that's starting to create, and the guides and charter captains are all trying to make the public more aware so that we can have this fishery forever. And that's what it's all about. We want everybody to enjoy the thrill of catching one of those big old prehistoric fish. They're a blast, and I know that you enjoy doing it all the time, but your smile comes when that 
hookup is made, and you see the smile on your English face, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's just like I'm fishing through the client, you know? So, of course, I want to see them hook up because at the end of the day, you know, they're going home happy whether or not they take the fish or not, you know. But uh, for the most part, like you just said, it's all about fishing, being responsible out there when you're on this water and not just trying to overdo it because it could easily be overdone, and we know this, you know, for a fact. But uh, we've all been really working really hard together, all of all the captains down this way. And uh, we've been working with the uh, NorCal Guides Association, and we've been really taking uh, good measures and uh, records of all the fish that we've been catching, whether it be a slot fish, uh, uh, short or oversized. We're measuring them all out, taking pictures of each and every last fish, so there's no cheating on it or anything like that, you know. And then we're trying to get it in by the first of May. Hopefully we'll have about 500. We're pretty close to it right now. And uh, now that the fishing is getting even better, uh, hopefully this month we'll be able to probably finish it all off. And it's looking good right now, Seth. Well, this Captain Challenge, they're inviting people to come out with them and fish the Captain's Challenge and get involved in it. I guess there's going to be a barbecue and some prizes and all kinds of stuff that are going on. Have Are all the boats full already? Is everybody taking care of that, or do you need more people signed up? Uh, some of us could use a couple more people. I think I could use a couple more people. I got, uh, I got Hurley on the boat with me. Um, I think Jay wanted to talk to, talk to you and then probably see what's up with Kent or whatever. Kent's going to be out of town. He's going to be back in Springfield or someplace. I'm coming home from Knoxville, Tennessee. What about you? I'm on board with Jay. He contacted me last night and asked me to join him. That's what's up. Yeah. And then, uh, you had made mention of Alan Fong, so I uh, had a couple guys even thinking about her, and uh, uh, we got we even got the informative fisherman as you spoke on. We got him to come who out. Who drew that so. short straw? <laughs> well, I, I suggested it to them. Who, It'd be a good one. Who you know, drew, who drew Nick? Uh, Joey got him. All right. Well, they'll be okay. Well, that's- yeah. So. We, you know, we're trying to get all these guys out, like you said, to get the press out there so we can get this all out there and let it be known, uh, you know, not just within the guys that's doing the fishing or anything, but just, you know, everybody, everybody who's involved with this fishery, period, you know. So hopefully it works out. And I have a sneaking suspicion it will. There's nothing like policing yourself, you know, making sure that everybody's following the rules Everybody send in the info, and we have great, solid information to deal with for the California Department of Fish and Wildlife Biologists. Steve, it's always a pleasure talking to you on the air. I look forward to the big Captain's Challenge. And, folks, if you'd like more information on the Captain's Challenge or to grab a spot on one of the boats, give Steve a call. Steve, give them all the hookup info they need. Yes, sir. Yeah, we guys, I can be reached at 707-655-6736. Or you can find me on uh, my website at hookedupsportfishing.com. And hook is spelled H-O-O-K apostrophe D. So no E up in there. Oh. Or you can find me on uh, Facebook at Hooked Up Sport Fishing SF Charters or on Instagram as Hooked Up Sport Fishing. He's got enough addresses. I guarantee you, if you type in Captain Steve Mitchell, you'll show up at all of them. That's just the way it works. If you'd like to get oh, on that man. Captain's Challenge, folks, one more time, 707-655-6736. We'll have some fun out there. And I got some prizes from our friends at Department of Boating and Waterways. We'll get some of those great inflatable life jackets out there for you, too.
All right, Captain, give them that phone number one more time. I know you got to take care of those clients out there today. Yeah, guys, I can be reached, 707-655-6736. All right, partner, you have a great day out there, and I look forward to your Captain Challenge event on March 27th. Should be some fun. All right, I look forward to it, too. See you then. Take care. All right, guy, take it easy. Wow, what a great program they're putting together. And I heard about it kind of late in the uh, game, and I don't know, I think this next guest that we have Every week near the end of our show, Mr. Dave Hurley, the editor of Western Outdoor News, he probably knew about it before me, didn't you? I did, as a matter of fact. <laughs> and mean anything, it just meant that uh, I just happened to pick up on it and talk to Steve about it. And I'm really glad you're jumping in on this. And uh, I think it's going to be a great day out there. I think there's probably a few more people we could get involved in that, too, with the press, because it doesn't all have to be radio. It doesn't all have to be, you know, Western Outdoor News or Fish Niffer or whatever. It can be... Just about anybody. Maybe even get some of the guys from TV out there with us a little bit. Couldn't hurt that'd one be, iota. That'd we, be fantastic. I could, think that we got a couple connections there. We might be able to uh, squeeze. We'll see what we can do with that. As much um, highlight that we can bring into the fisheries now is is very very important. You know, particularly in light of what's taking place with salmon. And uh, you know, I, I have a, I'm, I've been really impressed with. With us, and I think one of the things that we can't overlook is the fact that all the most of the recreational fishermen, all the commercial fishermen, and the party boats said, "We cannot open this season. You know, we can't do this. I mean, we know it's going to hurt us. We have no guarantee that we're going to get relief money, but we are. We know that it's the wrong thing to do to open it, and that's impressive to me. And you know, the next thing that's coming up, Seth, that I've heard a groundswell for, and this is something that people can jump on board is. There is a groundswell of folks who are saying, you know what, three halibut is too much because we know there's going to be tremendous pressure on that species this year. And we want the department to change it to two fish over 22 inches for this for this coming season because we know it. So there's a groundswell of anglers that are saying that. So, they, you know, it's really sad when the department is not the one that's leading the charge, but the people that are actually dealing with the resource are saying, hey, we have a problem. We know we have a problem. Let's try and make some changes so we can keep these things going. Well, water is the biggest solution to everything that's been going on. We've got that handled pretty much right now. I don't know what we're going to end up with historically for the year, but it seems like we're going to have adequate supplies to do anything for next year's fish as they start coming in. We'll we'll see how it all stacks up. But it is so important that an attitude needs to be changed someplace within this political government that we have here within California it's just everything is heading one direction, and they're letting everything else just fall behind, trying to slap quick fixes on it. You saw all the bulletins that I saw this week about water and Newsom and canceling it and overriding it and now canceling everything. But you're right. We need to close salmon fishing. There needs to be some kind of monetary thing sent back to people that are unfortunately squeezed out of it because of Mother Nature or poor management practices. And one of the things I don't think people really realize, but we're, and I'm calling it the domino effect, I have a article coming out in Western Outdoor News this week, is that just the fact that there's no salmon is going to affect halibut, striped bass, sturgeon, and rockfish. There's going to be, you know, when one species is out of the picture, and particularly salmon, which is the number one species, everything else is going to get hit hard. And there's no question about it. And with the high water we have this year, that striped bass season is going to last way into the summer up in the up in the upper Sacramento River, and 
you know, it's just time for us to really, one of the things Steve just said I thought was very good, you know, think about what you're taking out of the speed, out of the system, you know, not just for a pitcher, not just for bragging, but, you know, so that it can actually be used. And think about, do I need it or do I, can I let it go? Because this is really that time for us. You know, it's a crucial time for us as fishermen, no question about it. Well, Dave, I picked up the latest, it's not even the latest edition, the March 3rd edition of Western Outdoor News that was sitting on my desk this morning when I looked at this headquarters, or the headlines across the top of it, and it's your article. Governor and Water Board's decisions spur salmon organizations to rally support. It's working, Dave. It's working. Sturgeon. We just had the same thing happen with Sturgeon. We got captains out there gathering information. They're captains challenged so they can make sure they have sworn an oath to themselves that everything that they catch is going to be reported. I, I That's working. The Kokanee guys, Kokanee Power, Project Kokanee, California Inland Fisheries, all of those worked together and made a difference. We can make a difference with stripers, we can make a difference with sturgeon, and we can make a difference with halibut as long as we contribute solid information to these people and make things happen and prove to them what's going on. There's no question about it. Great title right there, though. I love the headline. Well, Sepp, you know, uh, you just made me feel really good because I feel very optimistic that if the general public says enough, you know, this is enough, this is enough, we are tired of supporting a very few people to become very, very wealthy at the expense of the greatest public resources that we have, then we can make a change, you know, and we do see this groundswell that's building and, and I'm proud to be a part of it as you know, I know you are as well, been a part of it for all these years, but I do see some positive things happening. So that's kind of exciting. Well, I, uh, many, many years ago, I asked one of our former uh, directors of fish and wildlife, I asked him, I said, what's it going to take to see these king salmon come back and he goes i think they've given us all the money they're going to help us with on king salmon and i'm thinking wow we were in bad shape by back then but now we're in worse shape right now and i just saw 22 million dollars being dedicated to uh, improvement for salmon what is your interpretation of that (laughs) i i I think it's pretty ironic that it came out two days after the uh after the closure, uh, the proposed closure of the salmon season, and 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 then I write about it here. I think that's a putting the bandaid on an infected wound, because we obviously need habitat. We obviously need better work at the hatcheries. There's no question about those things. However, we all know what the real problem is: fish need water, and we have to set an adequate amount of water to make sure that this species survives. You know, twenty-two million dollars—that's a step in the right direction. But if it wasn't, I, it's hard to take it as not just a... A, 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 a political trip. stunt. Let's just right. call it what it was. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. they, can do, they can send out press releases following up anything. They know the pressure's on them now. They know that the public is looking at them in multiple areas and multiple species. I'm really pleased with the meeting that California Inland Fisheries and Project Kokanee and the others had with uh, the department last week. I think that's another way of solidifying everything that's going on out there. But I think the wave has turned. I think you're right. And I hope that it continues and more and more you will uh, be heard also out there. That's what we try to do, keep everybody informed. And that's what Western Outdoor News does too. Dave, I want to thank you for hooking up with us today. It's always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Oh, I hope Carolyn heals well. And uh, you guys have a great day. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Guy. Well, Mr. Brown. 
Off to the boat show, Seth. Yeah, we're going to go head straight on out there. Let me see if Jorgen's got back to us yeah, yet. we'll be here. there at 10. We'll be there at 10 when it opens. So, Sack Boat Show, Cal Expo, all weekend. It'll be fun. You can stop by and see Mark Blanton and the gang from Gone Fish Marine. Maybe my boat's there, but I doubt it. I want to thank you all. It's not. I want to thank you all for listening. Till next week, this is Seth. Tight lines, everybody. Maryland, get breakfast ready. We'd like to know what you'd like to hear on California Sportsman and Ultimate Bass. For more information on fishing and hunting, guided trips, and more, visit us on the Internet at seps.com. California Sportsman and Ultimate Bass, productions of Seps Outdoors Incorporated, leading the way in outdoor entertainment. Join us next week from 5 to 8 a.m. for another Seps Saturday Morning Outdoors.